Hey everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen, a very official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kaysen. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> we didn't do that last week, and your birthday was Saturday. Yeah. Happy birthday. You are now a teenager. Yeah, I am. I am going to go cry. <laughs> Not yet. We have an episode to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're growing up. Dude, when you started this podcast, you were just turned 11, you know? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. What a ride it has been. And so your dad and I surprised you and your brother, and we took you guys to Indianapolis this weekend. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I think it's safe to say that we had a great time. Oh, yeah. We had an amazing time. Uh, so as you said, you guys surprised us. You picked yeah. us up from school early. Dad just came home from a business trip, and we were driving, and then you said, we're going to Indian. I kind of... I guessed it because I said we were going up north. I'm like, oh, we're going to Indianapolis. Aren't we? And it's like, Dad's like, no. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to keep stuff from you now that you're older and you figure it out quicker. But yeah, yeah we still wanted it to be a surprise. It was really cool. Um, we stayed at a hotel. But then we went to the next day. We went to the NCAA Hall of Fame, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, we didn't. I didn't see any Vanderbilt stuff, unfortunately. But it still, it still was very cool. Yeah. And then we went to the Indianapolis Children's Mu- Museum, which if you need to go, especially if you have kids, the, they will love it. It's huge. They've got so much, so many cool stuff on science, history, pop culture. They even have like a giant sports arena with like basketball, especially basketball because it's Indiana. And so they have like a Pacers court, an Indiana fever court, a, a miniature field with like the Colts where mm-hmm. you could kick field goals and a... Uh, f- in a baseball field uh, for the Indianapolis, uh, based on the Indianapolis Indians, a minor league team, and mm-hmm. I actually hit a home run there. That's right. You did. Yeah. And there was also, what, a haunted house? And... There was a haunted house. It was yep. really cool. That was really fun. But yeah, we had a great time on Saturday, and then on Sunday was... Sunday was awesome. The big game. All of the action. I mean, I didn't... Nail-biting all the way. It was so weird hearing uh, the other fans cheering when we were not. I mean... I know. There was still some Titans blue in there. There was oh, a yeah. lot of fans there. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely um, annoying because we heard that horn way too much. <laughs> I mean, the Colts have a horn, if you didn't, like, know. They they play it when they score. They I, We heard that way too much at the beginning of the game, but then we started yeah. hearing it less as the game went on. Yeah. One thing that was really cool was seeing um, different people that we knew. You mentioned that there were some Titans fans there. I really wanted to be able to reach out to people. It just, I got so caught up in the fact that we were there early. We were watching the players warm up. It was your birthday. Uh, Well, we saw Elijah Molden. We saw Donald Page and uh, new Titans photographer Cam Kyle. My best friend, Miss Amy Adams Strunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Titans president Burke Nihill and VP Gil Beverly, Nate Bain, Spencer Fritz, Bill Flanagan, and Amy Wells, our amazingly talented friend, the GOAT himself, Jim Wyatt, and Teron Davenport. Both yep. of them are just the greatest of all time. They are. Uh, Buck Rising. Um, gosh, and then we got to see so many players that were up close, you know, up close while they're warming up. And then during the game, we had really great seats Yeah, in the end zone, second row. Yeah. That Just was a, a fantastic time. And thankfully, we, we walked out of there with the win. Yeah. And it was like the energy got sucked out of the room for the Colts. And I can't say that it was, I didn't like to see that because I did. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what was your what would you say was your favorite part of the whole weekend before uh, we dive into all the details of the game? I'd say I liked all of it. Um, <laughs> you had to pick pick one thing if you can. Uh, besides the game, yeah. Mm, I see. I like the children's museum. That was really cool. Yeah. So we highly recommend ten out of ten the children's museum because yeah. it and it's not. Children, children, it's not little kids. It's for all ages, but they just happen to call it the Children's Museum. Very yeah. educational, very cool. Shout out to Indianapolis Children's Museum. Yeah. I don't know if that's the proper title, but listener, we'll put a link in the show notes if you ever want to check it out for yourself. So lots and lots and lots to get to in the show today. I think we should start with your favorite play. Let's hear it. 
Yeah. Um, I really liked the Elijah Mullen pick. Yes. That's mine. I thought it was going to be a safety. I did, too. I really did. And the fact that it happened right in front of us was, I mean, I tried getting my phone out to record it so fast, but it was, boom, it was done, you know. And then I just got like a little snippet of the players, all of his teammates hugging him and and in the end zone before they ran back over to the bench. But yeah, yeah, that was a big, big, big deal. And not to mention, it was Elijah's first NFL career touchdown. We are so happy for him and we're so excited we got to witness it. I have another one and it's the big A.J. Brown touchdown when we were down 14 to zero. Yeah. That changed the trajectory of the game for me. Yeah. And again, it was one of those things that happened right in front of us. He pointed to the to like all the Titans fans. Yeah, he did. It was so cool. We really feel lucky that we got the great seats that we did. And I'm thankful that you guys did that and got oh, great seats. Oh, yeah. Gosh. It's one of those things where if you're going to experience something in another stadium, we try our best to see if we can get good seats. And yeah. we were really fortunate. So. I actually have a third today. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the Kevin Byard interception right at the end when we were in overtime, and that that I knew, okay, we're going to win this. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping that it would we would get a touchdown. Yeah, but, uh, but I didn't uh, honestly left something great. I knew what Byard was trying to do. He wasn't just trying to rush it back. He's trying to get as much as possible for um, Randy Bullock, Bullock right? yeah, to, to kick the game-winning field goal, but it he – I like what he did. He just didn't try and go towards the end zone. He just tried and get enough yards as mm-hmm. he could mm-hmm. for Randy to kick that game-winning field goal. Yep. Shout out to Kevin Byard, A.J. Brown, Elijah Molden, but most of all, our kicker. We have a kicker. Yeah. Randy Bullock. Big it Randy. Seems, it seems so strange to say that considering how many kickers we've been through for the last couple of years. Yeah. And so it's it feels really great. He's very consistent, and he's just done an amazing job, and he's super low-key. And Randy just won the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Congratulations to Randy Bullock. Yeah, shout-out to Big Randy. But we could go on and on um, about plays, but listener, be sure to listen to the OTP 4D with Mike Keith, Rhett Bryan, and Amy Wells for a very awesome breakdown of the whole game. And you can find their show along with two other really fantastic Titans podcasts, Coach Mac and Titans Amy podcast and Out of Bounds with Jamie and Abby. And you can find all of the podcasts, including ours, at TennesseeTitans.com. So on Monday, all of Titans Nation got some very unfortunate news that the best running back in the NFL and potentially the best running back ever, Derrick Henry, suffered a potential season-ending injury during the Indianapolis game. We heard the news when I was taking you guys to school. Yeah, we were shocked. That was just devastating. It was, especially since Derrick Henry's 35% of this offense. It's very, very sad. Yeah. I'm, I'm very sad, though, for him as a person. Because of how hard that he works, I mean, he is committed to his craft like no other athlete out there. And I think that's why he has succeeded so much in what he has done. Yeah. And so it's just devastating to to watch, I guess. But he had surgery this morning. And according to ESPN's Diana Rossini, she said that he had successful surgery, that all went well. Whew. But we are just, yeah, I know. We are wishing him a very great recovery, a speedy recovery, but only in good time. We don't want him to rush back onto the field, and I don't think anybody does, nor I think, I don't think he does either, but. Yeah, we just wanted to take his time and get that. Yeah, to get uh, better. That pinky toe re- um, rested up because yeah, that, that, that can, as a running back, that's very uh, impactful of your position. Mm-hmm. The running part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. They just signed Adrian Peterson in his place, and we have included him in a lot of statistics that we mentioned with Derrick Henry this season, and now he's just been signed to the practice squad as protocol, from what I understand, and we cannot wait to see what happens this week. He's a veteran player. He's very experienced. Mm-hmm. He knows what the, all, what's all in this league. He was like Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry. Yeah. And 
he was with um, the Lions last year, who Derrick Henry beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see what he can do with this new offense and uh, Todd Downing. And doesn't he only have like 40 more yards until he passes uh, Barry Sanders for fifth all time? I think it's something close to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I can't remember where we saw that yesterday, but it is definitely something where, you know, players, veteran players see the Titans and they say, I want to be a part of that atmosphere and that environment. And so it's going to be different not having Derek on the sidelines, but I think that we're going to be okay. What do you think? I have faith in this team, honestly. I mean, I believe that Tannehill, um, although he's not, although he's a very uh, unrecognized player, I think he has the capability in him to have this offense succeed without Derrick Henry. When you say he's not a very recognized player, what does that mean? Or he's unrecognized? Um, well, he just doesn't get credit where credit is due. That's right. I agree with that. From our friend Mr. Jim White in his article, Six Things to Sit Out for the Titans and Sunday's Win Over the Colts on TennesseeTitans.com. Elijah Molden's pick six. In a wild one, this was undoubtedly the craziest play of the day, late in regulation. Titans rookie Elijah Molden picked off a pass from Colts quarterback Carson Wentz, and he bounced into the end zone for a pick six, which means that a defensive player intercepts the ball and returns it to the end zone for a touchdown. What made it so so wacky was Wentz threw the ball with his left hand and he was as he was being harassed by Titans outside linebacker Bud Dupree, who was just trying to drag him down for safety. I was just happy, Molden said, but really, I think the credit goes to Bud Dupree. To me, he's the one that made the play. At that point, I just ran in there and got the ball. It was a pretty easy interception. I didn't have to do much. It was a great rush. That was one of my favorite plays in your play. Yeah. And, you know, ties in perfectly with um, our episode today. Yeah, it was really, really awesome. I love the way uh, Jim describes that. Yeah. And now it's Kevin Byers' redemption. Titan safety Kevin Byard admitted after the game he was pondering his post-game speech on the sideline, the one where he'd take all the blame for the pass interference penalty that set up the Colts' game-tying touchdown in late regulation. Byard was upset with himself after the play because he thought it might have cost the Titans the game. Then he went out and did something about it, and over time, Byard intercepted Wentz and he returned it to the Indianapolis 32-yard line. It set up the game-winning field goal and it gave the Titans the win. I definitely took a lot of blame for putting my team in that position to need to go to overtime, Byard said. I was sitting there on the sideline thinking, I have to redeem myself. I have to redeem myself. But that's the thing about this team. We are resilient. We are going to keep swinging, and we are going to keep swinging. And I was able to make a play at the end of the game, and we won. I love the self-evaluation from Kevin Byard. I think that's so important to everyone, really. That's pretty inspirational thinking that... You know, you're on this huge stage, this global stage, and Kevin made this mistake that he felt like cost them the game, and he just got out there and said, man, I just want a a second chance, a second chance, and he got it, and he went for it. He shot his shot, and, you know, congratulations again to the mayor of Murfreesboro. Just absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, shout out to KB. All right, I think it's time for some Titans trivia. Kason, what do you got? Sunday's win gave the Titans their third sweep of the Colts since the formation of the AFC South in 2002. They swept them in 2002 and in 2017. From the Titans, Harold Landry III continues to be on fire this season. He has had five consecutive games with at least one sack, he leads the pack in the most sacks in a single Titan slash Oilers season with eight and a half, followed by Javon Kurz in second place with eight sacks in 2001. Third is Ray Childress with eight sacks in 1992. And a three-way tie in fourth place is Kyle Vanden Bosch with seven and a half sacks in 2005, Javon Kurz again in 2003 with seven and a half, and William Fuller in 1991 with, again, seven and a half. From A to Z Sports... Kevin Byard is now tied for second in the NFL with linebacker Logan Wilson from the Cincinnati Bengals with four interceptions this season. He's another one on fire. I'm telling you, our defense has just really stepped it up. It's they're, you know, continuing to just crush things. That's why I feel like we're actually going to be okay going forward, even though Derek is not on the field right now. How about an NFL football fast fact? You got one? Yeah, absolutely. So from NFL research... 
Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown scored his seventh career 50-plus yard touchdown. It was a 57-yard reception in the second quarter, the one that happened right in front of us. The only player with more 50-plus yard touchdowns in that span since 2019 is the king himself, Derrick Henry. But shout out to A.J. Brown. Well, Kaysen, it's your favorite thing in the whole wide world. We live for it every week on Wednesdays. Mr. Jim always provides us with the details we want to hear. It's Mr. Jim Wyatt's Bridges Report, brought to you by your mom. (laughs) Take it away, Mr. Jim. This is Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's Bridges Report is Navy jerseys and Navy britches. Okay, okay. Uh, This is a combination I like. Uh, I mean, I kind of like any combination, but especially if it's a win, and I think this one's going to be a win. I love the navy um, monochromatic look, especially with the navy helmet. It is so strong to me. And I'm going to go back to my theory that this season, the Titans are wearing the same combinations that they have worn against their opponents in previous games. I love it. And we're here for it. Yeah. The Titans Uni Tracker posted on Twitter saying that the Rams are going to be wearing their modern throwback, which is white over yellow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like you said, I believe that this color combination is definitely going to be a win for us. Yeah. Now we have some Titans Uni Tracker facts, courtesy of Titans Uni on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome, amazing content out there for anyone who loves uniform facts, especially the Titans. Well, on the road, the Titans are 3-0 in this combination. They are 8-3 since the redesign in 2018. And this is the first appearance for all Navy uniforms. Like, I love the monochromatic again. Um, But it's, again, the first appearance for all Navy uniforms for the Titans appearing on Sunday Night Football. Shout out again to Rob Naylor of Titans Uni Tracker at Titans Uni on Instagram and Twitter. Now it's time for the seventh graders forecast and Kaysen's keys to the game against the Rams. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> so this is going to be a primetime game. This Titans' second primetime game. And it's going to be on Sunday Night Football. The whole world's going to be watching. Oh, I hate that we have to wait all day for football. But it's worth it. I know. But, you know, it, it was tough enough being up in Indianapolis on Saturday and we were ready for the game that night. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Oh, definitely it'll be worth it. But it's just, okay, the day can't pass fast enough. Yeah. It's it's going to be an awesome game on, on under the lights in SoFi Stadium. That's the, right. They'll be at the brand new stadium, yeah, right? Yeah, SoFi. Yeah. Oh, that's a really cool stadium. Um but yeah, the Titan it'll be the first time the Titans will ever play in that stadium. Mhm. Um so that'll be cool to start um the Titans first game there with a win. Yes. Um but this Rams team is a lot better than they were last year. Uh, last year they were like 5 and 3. This year they are 7 and 1. Yikes. Yeah. Um, they played a, re- a lot of really good teams and beat them, so it's not one of those situations where they haven't played any good teams yet. But, yeah, the Titans are going to have to um, go full throttle here against this very talented Matthew Stafford, who we did not see this much talent in Detroit when he was with the Lions. But, yeah, uh, I think that the defense is definitely going to have to step up against uh, Matthew Stafford, who can air the ball out a lot better than he did in Detroit. But, yeah, I mean, and the, they're also gonna have to get past a really tough Rams offensive line to take um, to take Stafford down, and the offensive line is going to have to go up against two pass rushers, which they just acquired Von Miller and Aaron Donald. That's a really big deal that Von Miller's heading there. And then there's Jalen Ramsey, who um, we remember in Jacksonville. Oh yeah, uh, he actually grew up a Titans fan. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this is going to be kind of like familiar territory for him but unfortunately we will not have Derrick Henry with us except uh Adrian Peterson who I think will have a good game Um, oh yeah Kyle Brandt said on Tuesday on Good Morning Football that he thinks that Adrian Peterson is going to play the whole game that without a doubt he's just going to really be a presence out there yeah um plus we have uh Deontay Foreman yeah Deontay Foreman he's good but yeah this is just going to be uh, a good game for wh- whoever wins, whether the Rams or the Titans win, hopefully Titans. But yeah, this is going to be an awesome game, and I'm excited they picked this for primetime. So my first key is the new guy, 
Adrian Peterson, he's had a lot of experience, as I mentioned before, a veteran player. So he knows the Rams. I mean, especially since he played in the NFC with the Vikings and the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. But yeah, this is going to be familiar territory for him. I expect him to get a lot more uh, a lot more carries than he did last year with the Lions. I just think that Peterson's going to have a good game. I think he's going to get at least 96 yards. I like it. Yeah. As my second key is um, air the ball out. And yes. They're going to have to do something the Titans don't usually do that often, but it's still efficient, is pass. Because your star running back's out, and, I mean, you still want to be a little bit careful with Adrian. But I think AJ needs to definitely step it up, because I think uh, Ramsey will be covering him. That, so that's going to be a big one-on-one matchup. And Julio, if he's back. Hopefully. Yeah, if, if he's hopefully back, that'll give us a plus on passing the ball. And Tannehill, he just needs to scramble, and the offensive line just needs to give him enough time to get the ball out. And we got to keep Tannehill protected. Yeah. Yeah. Like you mentioned, the O-line. So my, and my final key is, uh, is the whole world. And I'm saying that because the whole world's watching. Mm. They've had a lot more doubts about the Titans than, uh, anyone really has. Um, so this is a chance to prove them on national TV last year on Sunday night football. It didn't go quite as planned, but what was, what happened then? They lost 44 to 19 to the Packers. Like 41 to 19 yeah. to the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited to see this matchup on Sunday Night Football. What did you say it was called? The whole world. The whole world. I like that. Yeah. I'm here for all of that. High five to that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of good stuff. So the Titans AFC South standings, where are we? According to NFL and CBS, the Titans have complete control of the AFC South. And the Titans are currently leading it at 6-2. and two. The Colts are right behind them at 3-5 and five with two losses to the Titans, so that just gives us some extra padding. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars are 1-6, and six, and the Texans are 1-7. The Texans are in last place. And, get ready for this, we are the number one seed in the AFC. Yes! I love so it. So if the playoffs were to start today, we would have a bye. I love that. And I really hope we can get the bye. We need the bye, honestly, to just have this offense rest up and get ready for the playoff game and be like one step closer to the Super Bowl without actually having to play a game. Man, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Because in 2019, we did not have that bye week, but they kept cranking and cranking and cranking all the way to the AFC Championship. Yeah, we didn't even have a home game. Uh, So that was pretty incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. Awesome stuff, Kaysen. So this week's Listener of the Week shout-out goes to longtime listener of the show, Katie Allen from Tomball, Texas. You know, we actually met Katie and her dad at the Houston. Texans game. That's right. In, was it January? Uh, December. It was the end of December in 2019. Mm-hmm. And they sat right behind us, and they're just delightful people. And that's when we got a chance to share about the show, because it had only been, I think we'd had it about a month. Yeah, and, at least. Yeah, and so she is still listening to us. She's actually on the coaches football video staff for Ohio State University. Great win over Penn State Saturday, by the way. Yeah. She runs replay during all Ohio State practices so the coaches can go back and review plays in their practice instantly. And she's been listening to the show, like I said, for a long time. And we are so grateful for her for her tuning in every week. So shout out to Katie Allen and tighten up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much and tighten up, Katie. Listener, be sure to find us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen. Send us a DM where you're listening from, and we might mention you in a future episode. So we've talked a lot about Elijah Molden in this episode, and there's a reason because we're including the conversation we had with him back in July when he was just getting ready to start training camp. And we thought because he had such a big, huge play this past Sunday. We thought it would be cool to just have a throwback episode. And listener, if you haven't heard this conversation yet, it's a good one. It is. Elijah's a great guy. He really is. And we got a chance to say hi to him while he was doing his warm up. So shout out again to Elijah Molden. And we can't thank him enough for being on the show. You can find our show again on TennesseeTitans.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy our conversation with, with Tennessee Titans cornerback Elijah Molden. And don't forget to tighten, tighten up and be Tennessee, Tennessee Tough! tough.
So we're back with a new episode of in of My Life As series. If you've missed any of the previous episodes, be sure to check them out. I started this series to highlight people who have cool jobs in the world of sports and hear how they got started doing what they do. Today's guest is a, well, pretty awesome guest. Uh, yeah, I think that that's an understatement. But uh, in the uh, 2021 draft, this gentleman was pick number what? Third round. Third round. Yeah, third that's round. right. That's right. And so without further ado, Kason, welcome to the show, Elijah Molden. Woo! <laughs> I love the sound effects. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, man, we're so excited to have you on the show. To be quite honest, you are the first official NFL player that we've ever had on the show and the very first rookie. So that's awesome. Yeah. So me and my brother Trevin, uh, we met you earlier at uh at Anthony Ferkshire's football camp at D1, and then we saw you again at the Titans Youth Football Camp at Page High School. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those camps were just like amazing experiences. They um they did they did a great job uh putting those camps together. Yeah, that was uh man, it was hot that first camp. It was that yes. it was a uh, camp. And um, I actually didn't know I was going to be helping out until the day before, and I showed up, and it was a good time. I think uh, ended up ended up doing well. I think Ferk and his uh, girlfriend or fiance was uh, mm-hmm. orchestrating everything, and it ended up turning out really well. So yeah, yeah, for Caring Hearts Mexico. Well, let's just jump right in. Awesome. So when you were a kid, what did you want to be uh, when you were growing up? And how old were you when you knew you wanted to be a professional football player? So the first thing I ever wanted to be growing up was a football player. And um, I think I started to realize, like, as soon as as soon as I um growing up, like, some of my earliest memories was watching my dad play football. But I didn't think, yeah, it was cool and everything. But I didn't really, I, at the time, I didn't think I wanted to play football I was too, you know I was probably three four years old but once when my older brother started to play flag football and I was old enough to watch him um that's when I decided that I wanted to be a football player um I was watching him play flag football and uh at the time my parents wouldn't let me play and I, I was probably a little jealous of him um uh, but yeah I think I think that's something that I think football's always kind of been there for me, it's easy just because my dad played and I was around it uh, my whole life. But um, that's always been my answer. So it's kind of cool that I'm doing what I'm doing. And um, yeah, man. So what was it like growing up with uh, with your dad playing in the NFL? Um, I think it was just exciting. You know, I remember a lot of times when he, when he later on in his career, when he was more of like a, a, a veteran and a leader, he would have the younger defensive backs over for dinner or whatnot. And I'd always play video games with them. Oh, wow. So games it was, but I'd play, with, I'd play and talk smack with his teammates. <laughs> That's awesome. So I think, um, you know, I was, I was exposed to, those relationships early on so now that i you know in college and now where i'm at um i guess i had a head start and knew what to expect in terms of like locker room talk and and um you know getting to know people from different backgrounds and all that type of stuff so is it almost like you're coming in sort of as a veteran you have a kind of a really unique experience i would think as opposed to some of the guys that are coming in straight from college well, I, I think it's, you don't really know, you don't really know until you're in it. So yeah, I was given like a heads up about, oh, what to expect, but um, you don't really know until you're actually doing it. So my dad was like, you know, when you get there, this is going to happen. This, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> and I get there and it's like, whoa, he was right. But, um, you know, I, I'm, for, I'm for sure still a rookie. I feel that way. Um Right now, it's just about like earning the respect of my coaches and my teammates, and um, which is great, just because I don't do a whole lot of talking anyway. I rather just like go out there and show them what I can do, and show them that I work hard, and and then I'll do whatever it takes to help out the organization. That's awesome. Yes, that is that is great. 
Um, I've read in Tehran uh, Davenport's interview with you on ESPN.com that you have seven siblings and you're mm-hmm. the second oldest. What was it like growing up in a big family and did everyone play sports? You talked about your older brother. He played flag yeah. football. Yeah, so my older brother played flag football. Yeah, I'm the second oldest of, of eight. The youngest right now is seven. Um, most of them play, play sports or did at one point or another. Uh, or they're involved in, you know, being an equipment manager or water boy, stuff like that. So, and, and to answer your question, like, it's crazy growing up in a family that big just because, like, it's something's always going on, you know, especially at the, whenever it's dinner time, we all sit down. We, we have dinner together every night if, if someone doesn't have any type of practice or anything. Um, and people are always taking food off other people's plates. <laughs> um, you know, have their elbows on the table, smacking. People are crying and laughing and all this stuff. So that's just kind of the environment I grew up in. And and my personality actually isn't, isn't loud and uh, super sociable like that. Um, but being in that environment, I, you know, I think it was just amazing to grow up in and, and, um, no, I, I for sure miss home. I'll I'll get back there after the season. I bet your family misses you too. Yeah, they they call me quite a bit. I mean, shoot, they call me like every every day. That's um, so great. And my younger siblings still don't really understand the time difference. That oh, and so yeah, they're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting some late night calls or. Yep, yeah. calls, and then it, you know they'll be light out over there, and I'll show them outside, and they're like, "What? Why? Why? Why, why, why is that?" And all this stuff. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you think any of your siblings might follow your footsteps into the NFL? Um, I think a couple. Um, that's awesome. I don't know. They're they're so they're so young, and there's there's different circumstances at play. Um, mm-hmm. They're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, they're trying what to you figure do it. when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, and I think I mean they're they're curious and they I think they have a passion for the game, so that's the first step. But even if they don't, you know what I mean? I have like I'm one of eight and not all of us is going to make the professional sports and Sure, yeah. Um my brother work, one of my brothers works at Papa Murphy's and now I'm in the NFL, so it's not like one is hold is hold is held to a higher standard than the other. You know, it's just, we have a job to do and we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yours just happens to have a bigger, um, arena, I guess. Yeah. Platform. And for hours. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Man, but, um, quite a connection though for Papa Murphy's pizza. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Get some good food. (laughs) I love that. Yes. So after your dad, who was your favorite NFL player growing up and who's your favorite player now? Growing up, my favorite player was the Danny and Thompson LT. Um, just because I, I think growing up, I wanted to play offense really bad. And he was, he was my favorite running back at the time. And we went over to his house a couple of times. Um, so I probably said LT. Um, what, what was the other question? My favorite player right now. Yep. I I watch there's a lot of people that I, I um I watch film on to try and learn from them and, and try and take things and apply them to my own game. Um like Tyron Matthews, one player, uh Marlon Humphrey, Buddha Baker, uh, Kenny Moore. There's a, really like so many players, like dozens of players that I watch. Um it really I mean I respect all their game. There's a reason why I'm watching them. So hopefully, hopefully a couple years down the road, other players will be watching me. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yes, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they already are. You know, excited to see what you're going to do. Yeah, shoot. I, I mean, I'm excited. It hasn't, it hasn't felt like I've played in a long time, so I'm excited. Yeah, and camp starts a week from Monday. A week is that a right? A week from today for the rookies. So we report the twenty-fourth. Oh. Yeah. Okay. This is my last All week. Right. Yeah. enjoy it though right yeah our, but you're ready to get uh, to work our fans you know our fans are allowed to uh, i know they're allowed for preseason games is there any type of like training camp access or anything like that so unfortunately what we have read is that because of all the construction that's happening mm-hmm. at st thomas um 
that at the sports park that it's going to be kind of impossible to fan for fans to be there. There's a lot of construction. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It's a bummer, man. Cause we, that's one of our favorite things to yes, do is go watch training camp. Train, uh, tra- the path. Mm-hmm. It's like, even though it's like super hot and it's, it's still like amazing to watch and like see the players practice. And then mm-hmm. after maybe like go get a few autographs and pictures, definitely great. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I am excited to see uh, the preseason happening. And I think that, you know, I'm hoping that maybe the Titans do something where there's an opportunity for fans or maybe even just season ticket members to have an experience prior to or after preseason game or something. I don't know. But either way, this is pretty awesome for us today. So I know that any, uh, our listener is going to really enjoy hearing this show. Hopefully, hopefully. This is super cool. Oh, they will. (laughs) Without a doubt. Do you have a favorite sport besides football? I'm pretty boring, man. I think it's just football. I mean, there was, um, there was a couple of weeks where, we had just moved to Nashville and my fiance's dad, he lived with us for a couple of weeks and he's big in the golf. So I, I put it on the TV to kind of entertain him. I ended up watching some golf. So next off season, that's going to be one of my, one of my goals is to work on my golf game. Reach out to Brett Kern. Well, there's several guys on the team, but yeah. from what we hear about Brett Kern, he is amazing at golfing. No, that's a, that's a big thing. And, and I think professional sports is, is golf just because it's not taxing on your body and it's it's a challenge for sure you know what i mean but yeah yeah i've I've never played golf in my life before but it seems really fun we played mini golf yes i hope that, <laughs> I hope that counts but i played a couple times that's that's that seems to be doing enough so what was the nfl draft experience like for you and what did you do to prepare for it um, so for me, it was actually really challenging just because I, I, I ended up getting in, getting injured, um, was it late February? So like a month before my pro day. Oh man. Um, and I, yeah, it was, it's all good. I, I ended up doing everything, um, with an injury and I was, I was trying to be tough and I tough it out. That's what football players do so many times, but some of the things where I didn't listen to my body and it kind of came back to to bite me a little bit. Um, and then, and then draft day was like the best day and also the worst day all in one. Cause I, I thought I was going to go a lot higher. I think everyone does. And I ended up getting picked a um, hundred to a team where I really wanted to, I really wanted to come here and uh, kind of right, right when that happened, it was like a lot of weight was off my shoulders and now it's just, I can just do what I love and um, you know, get to Nashville. But, I think uh, the fact that it was challenging, I was super grateful for it to be so so difficult for me just because I was kind of, in a weird way, I was kind of craving some type of hardship in my life because um, that, that's always where I grow the most. So um, I was thankful that I had the injury and, and I battled through it and I learned a lot. I feel like I matured multiple years just in the span of six months. That is incredible that is, insight. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's, and that's that's something that my husband and I are trying to, you know, teach our kids too. And mm-hmm. it's as a grown up too. I'm, I still have to remind myself that any challenges that I face, this is a perfect opportunity to learn. Instead of looking at it as a failure, you're looking at it as an opportunity to grow. So that is, mm-hmm. that's awesome that you were able to do that. And I have a question as far as yeah. Tennessee, you had your sights set on the Titans. What was it about the team that you were drawn to? I think it was more just my intuition, um, kind of how the team was ran, um, kind of, you know, the integrity behind just from the outside looking in, it looked like an organization that did, did things the right way. Um, and then sure enough, being in meetings and stuff, you know, it, it confirmed what I already uh, believed to be true. So, and, and Nashville's a, it's a great spot. It's a growing city. Oh, yeah. Um, opportunity, lots of good food. Like, I got to watch my weight. You know, now I got to I gotta report to camp under a certain weight now. So that's been fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let me, yeah, I'm going to grab my cat real quick. Oh, yeah. This is her. I know you can't see anything She's on the She's beautiful. Hi, baby. What's her name? Harper. Harper. Hi, Harper. Hey. Hi, sweet She's girl. She's gorgeous. 
She's pretty spoiled over here. Her beautiful eyes. What kind of cat is she? She's a um, Siberian forest cat. Um, wow. my, my fiance, she she picked her out and she did everything out of there for the. Oh, she's trying to steal I love the show. It. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi, Harper. Oh, my goodness. We have two dogs. Okay. Yep. And we what? have um, our oldest is, she's 12, I think, 12 yeah, and a three. half, almost the same age as Case. And she was a, a neighborhood stray. And oh, okay. we um, we couldn't let her leave our yard because she was just too sweet. And, and then we rescued a um, our second dog. She was, um, she's a Catahoula. And okay. they are, they look like short-haired Australian shepherds. And okay, yeah. she is um, from Louisiana. She was rescued mm-hmm. from there. Um, but we've had her for four years. And right now she's recovering from an ACL tear. <laughs> yeah. No way. I didn't know. Dogs <laughs> yeah, they did. They, yeah. Apparently they do. I only, I only thought that happened to football players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. she she's um, going to. We're going to send this to Taylor Lewan and see if he can offer her some, you know, insight on recovery. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, pets are pets are a requirement for us. We look, yeah. I mean, they just, you know, they're de-stressors and they just know, you know, they, the love that they share without expecting anything in return. No, I know. I'm a big animal person. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Animals are great. So where were we, Kaysen? Uh I think we were at the draft. The draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that your insight on that, though, Elijah. That is really amazing. I bet your parents were super happy. Your whole family were just, I'm sure, beyond words excited for you in the new journey ahead. Yeah, especially my parents. My siblings, like they, they care a little. I think they care, but not a whole lot. Like it was. Well, it's you're their brother. But yeah, you know and it's fun. It's 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 humbling. Like it's whenever I need to like uh, step away from football, I just talk to them, and they just they make me realize that my problems aren't that big. Like they, you know, they have a classroom project they got to turn in by Friday. Um, but yeah, I think during the draft, my brother was upstairs playing football, and he didn't even or he was upstairs playing video games. He came down, and I was like, "Dude, you missed it." He's like, "What on?" <laughs> but, but um. No, that's it real. Them, I'm just their brother, so it's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what's it like being a rookie for the Tennessee Titans? And can you share if you've been through any kind of uh initiations <laughs> from the veteran players? So my initiation was and it, it happens all across. Um, I had to go up and sing a song in front of the team. Uh what song did I sing? It was an Anthony Hamilton song. I actually did pretty well. So all right. I'll have to sing again, but uh, what's it like being a rookie? It's kind of like, um, I think kind of just starting over again, kind of how I felt my freshman year of college, uh, things are new, it's a new environment and you got to adapt to how everything's ran and you have to meet expectations and, uh, do it quickly and consistently. Um, uh, so it's, it's a, it's a really big challenge. And I think so many people it takes them a couple of years to produce in the NFL. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to mature mature quickly and uh, pick everything up as fast as possible so I can get back to playing the way I did uh, my college, my last couple of years in college. With that, you get a new number. Mm-hmm. And did you get to choose yours? And if you did, what was the significance of it? So they gave me a couple number options. And like my, I think the top three ones they gave me was 33. Um, and my number in college was three. So I, I had mm-hmm. another three. Then 25, which is my dad's number, um, in the NFL for eight years. So growing up, I always wanted to be 25. It was my first number, my favorite number. And the last one was was 24. And it was something new. And uh, Kobe Bryant's my favorite athlete. And uh, with him passing, too, I felt like um, more people gravitated towards him and kind of like what his legacy, what he left behind. Um, and he's someone, I think the way he approached the game was like, he approached the game like an artist. And that's the way that, um, I try to approach the game, not just like, um, force my way, not, not just be forceful on the field, but look at it from a different lens. 
and uh, be creative with uh, my growth as a football player. So that's why I chose the number. That's a beautiful tribute, and that is a great tribute. Oh, man. I love that. At 24. I'm loving it so far, and yeah. And no, it looks pretty good on me. You guys will see in a little bit. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait either. I can't wait. So what is the what is one thing you're most looking forward to to stepping out on the field for the first time in your Titans uniform? And is there a favorite uniform combo uh, you have for the two-tone blue? Favorite uniform combo? Probably the um probably the light blue or the powder blue at the time. Yes. I know to prove like next year, the year after for old school unis. So that'll be my new favorite. I'm definitely uh, excited for the old school unis. Yep. Yep. But, uh, what I'm looking most forward to is running out the tunnel. Yeah. That's, I, I used to get goosebumps when my dad did it playing for the chargers and they played crazy train for the song. There's videos of me doing it when I'm younger. My dad would announce my name and my brother's name. We'd run, run from the kitchen to the living room as if we were running out on the field. So I want to do that in, uh, my official NFL team colors. Oh, I can't wait to see that. That's definitely I wish that we could make a request for you that we could, you know, they would play crazy train when you ran out. That would be awesome. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not picky, but uh, (laughs) I'll ask my mom if she can pull out that video. Yeah, Um, dude. Oh, that'll be great. Totally. Yeah. Kaysen is a huge uniform. Yes. Um, Huge. mm -hmm. And how many, what jerseys do you guys have? Okay, so for the Titans, I have a I only have like navy jerseys, uh, yeah, uh, a Tannehill jersey, and my own custom one that says Romero on the back, and it's number eight because that's I think that was how old I was. Mm -hmm. That's how old I was, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, those those are the only two Titans jerseys I have. I have a I have a couple uh, Predators jerseys and a couple Grizzlies jerseys, and that's it. That's awesome. I have um. A Rob Baronis number two jersey, and okay. then I, uh, my husband has a Derrick Henry white number twenty-two, and I think uh, Dad also has like a Chris Johnson jersey mm-hmm. and a Randy Moss, and a Randy jersey. Moss for the five yeah. minutes he played here. <laughs> You're right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, my, brother, my little brother has a jersey, and. Um, it's a Marcus Mariota jersey because my dad played for the Ducks and, and this and that. And he thought it was my jersey. And I asked him, like, what jersey you have on? And he said, the Teen Titans jersey. Because he didn't, you know. Yeah. Like, it's on Nickelodeon or yeah. Teen, whatever. And he thought it was a Teen Titans jersey, not the Tennessee. I had it correct him on that one. <laughs> Teen Titans, go. <laughs> yeah, go. That's awesome. Yeah, the kids used to love that show. So... Is there anything you'd like to share with, with our listener before we go and where they can find you on uh, social media? Um, I think, I think if you just look up my name on Instagram and and Twitter, I just made it. So my name is my name. There's not too many moldens out there, but uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Had a good time. And um, you know, it's nice to be on. There are a lot of people asking me to be on a podcast. I met you guys in person. You're good people. So. Oh, thank Thanks. you. Well, uh, speaking of podcasts, your dad has a podcast. Yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, he started it, I think, a year ago. Um, he's got some pretty good episodes on there just with uh, different leaders and mentors around the around the world, really, not just the country. And um, some people I really look up to. So, And I helped him out with the intro. Um on his early stages. So, yeah. That is so cool. That is awesome. Has he had you on as a guest? Yeah, he did. It was, uh, how long ago? A couple months ago. He had me on, but yeah, a lot of his, a lot of his guests, like they bring a lot of energy and all this stuff. And like, I got on there, I was just talking to him. Like he's my dad. I didn't have any type of extra energy or anything, (laughs) but no, it was good. Well, we're going to have to listen to that. So um, we have three questions I ask each guest before they uh, before they before they sign off. So are you? Yeah, ready? I'm ready, man. All right. What advice would you give to your 12 year old self? I probably say to read books earlier. I just started 
couple of years ago. And I think if I would have got on earlier, it would have been more beneficial. Was there a mentor or teacher that really inspired you while you were growing up? Uh, both my parents, but at different times and different situations, I go to them. Um, yeah, they're both my heroes. Oh, I'd love to hear that, especially, you know, sitting here with my son. I, I really hope that, you know, that as a parent, you hope that your kids say that. So yeah. shout out to your parents, it's yeah. Alex and Kristen. Shout out to them. Alex and Kristen, yeah. Shout out to them. So finally, a question that has stumped most of our guests on the show, pizza or steak? Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably say steak, or I'll probably say pizza because it's more versatile. I had a, um, a flavor. It was called, what was it called? Like Georgia, like a um, Georgia Hawaiian flavor or something like that. It was it was uh, peaches instead of pineapple, and it was the best pizza I ever had. So I'll probably go with pizza for now. Oh man, that sounds amazing. Where did you get that? I couldn't tell. I'm still I'm still <laughs> in the place. It was it's, it's, it was in East, is it in Nashville? East Nashville, yeah, East Nashville. I don't know where, but um, it was a really good spot amazing and I have to find it. I love Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> I've never tried it, but I've heard but I've heard like mixed uh, re- reviews about pineapple on pizza. <laughs> yeah, I love Hawaiian pizza, but the one I had the, with the peaches was amazing. I wasn't talking the whole you, I wasn't talking the whole meal. Like my fiance and I got our we got our food and I didn't speak there for 15 minutes. That is a really good pizza. Dude. Well, Elijah we wish you the absolute best for this upcoming season, and we wish you um, safety, protection, and know that you have two fans that are going to be screaming number 24 during the games, uh, whether we're at home or in the stands, and we'll be there every game. So every home know game. that, yeah, right. we'll be there, and you know, know that you've got two friends up in the stands. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. So thank you so much again for your time on the show today. It was really good to talk with you. No, it was was good to be on. Thank you guys so much. And we're just going to, we always sign off and we say tighten up. Yeah, tighten up for sure. You got to say it too, dude. Oh, yeah. Tighten up. (laughs) Tighten up. (laughs)